Everybody's caffeinated? Good. Waiting on that to kick in. Week four of This Is Us, uh, we're doing this series talking about who we are as a church. Um, some of it applies to us as, as believers as well, just who we are as believers. Um, but very, a lot of it's very unique to our church, right? So just this morning we're talking about we are planted, okay? Now we are planted. This, um, if you've been around us long, you know that this is our, our term for membership. So you may have been in a church where they said, hey, you want to be a member? And so what we'll say is, hey, if you want to be planted, and, you're, and if, <laughs> if you don't know what that means, you're like, like, grow a garden? What? So no, because um, we, I don't know, what, what is the opposite of a green thumb? Black, I was thinking like red, like green means go, red means stop, black means dead. Whatever the opposite is, that's what I am. So like you give us a a plant, it's going to die. Don't give us a plant. We we stop buying plants because we we care about them so much. (laughs) Like don't come to our house, you'll die. Um, So when we talk about being planted, we're not talking about that. And also it doesn't mean we want to kill you. It means that this is our term at the gathering for membership in a church. We are planted, right? And this carries over into all kinds of things. Um, things that God has put in your heart over the years, I would like to think that you have said to God, man, I'm planted when it comes to that promise, right? Um, we, we're, I almost called this week we are here. Like we're in this building because we're planted as a church, we, and that means we are all in on downtown Albemarle. We're all in on this area. It would have been a lot less of a headache to go out and like get land outside the city and put up some other kind of building. But we, we know that God's called us as a church to be here. So when we say, hey, be planted in membership, we're also saying we're planted as well. Like we've put our, we're putting our roots down. So um, this, this morning as we talk about this, that's the thing that I want you to get. Now, John 15, and by the way, there's going to be tons of scriptures. I'm going to read you a bunch of scriptures. John 15, 16 says this. Jesus says to his disciples, you did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Depending on what version you have, yours might say fruit that remains. Remember we talked about we are his. He chose us. There's a verse for you right there. We, he chose us. And he chose us to do something, and that is to bear fruit that will last. He wants us to bear fruit that will remain. So um, Jesus knew that all of us want to give our lives to something that is bigger than any one of us. Don't you want to live for something bigger than you? I mean, I do. I want to live for something bigger than who I am. I want, I want to give my life to something that will outlast my life. Does that make sense? So that's what we're talking about this morning. Like, um, if you're a business person, I would like to think that you're building a business that you will hand off to another generation, right? In church, we planted this church. I mean, y'all, at some point, I'm not preaching here anymore, right? I mean, right? Somebody else is going to do this. We didn't plant this church so that it could be a church for 20 years until Paul dies. We plant this church so that I'm amazed at churches that have like 100-year anniversaries and 150-year anniversaries. I'm even more impressed when those churches have those anniversaries and they're still alive, 
Like they're still kicking. They're still doing the mission. They're still going after lost people. That's what this is all about, being planted so that it outlasts us. And fruit that remains is elusive, y'all. We have all kinds of one-hit wonders in the faith. I could ask you to shout out like your favorite one-hit wonder song, right? But just think about your, you you love it. You're like, man, I wish that band could do another song like that. But they can't. That was their one shot. One-hit wonder. But that's not what this, we don't want to be a one-hit wonder. We want to we have longevity. So um, let me give you um, your, your big idea. This is the key. And this is what John, Jesus is getting at in John chapter 15. If you want fruit that remains, grow roots that sustain. Okay? So we all want fruit that remains, but we've got to grow roots that can sustain that kind of growth. So you've got to get planted, stay planted, because we have to remain before the fruit can. So here we go. Four quick points and lots of scriptures. You ready to write these down? Here we go. Let's talk about how being planted is a good thing. Being planted is a good thing. I want you to see this is in scripture. So here we go. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 5 through 8. Let me read this for you. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. They'll be like a tree planted. Psalm chapter 1 Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person, verse 3, is like a tree, what? Planted. Psalm 92, verses 12 through 15. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of God. Isaiah 60, verse 21. Then all your people will be righteous, and they will possess the land forever. They are the shoot I have, what? Planted. The work of my hands. So being planted is a good thing, right? And if you're planted um, here, do you notice how many times it mentioned trees? So let's talk about a different type of family tree. Some passages that talk about Trees. We read Psalm 1-3, right? just want to make sure you see this. It's not just that we're planted, but we're planted like trees. Psalm 1-3 says that person's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season. Psalm 92, verse 12, right? They will flourish like a palm tree. Psalm 52-8, but I am like an olive tree. Flourishing in the house of God. Hosea 14, 5 and 6. I will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like a lily, like a cedar of Lebanon. He will send down his roots. His young shoots will grow. His splendor will be like an olive tree. What I want you to see is that we're not just talking, I think we have a picture. We're not just talking about like a little bonsai tree. Do you know what those are? Anybody here do this stuff? No, I, I don't have the patience for this. But these are like little miniature trees, and you, like, take care of them. You, you 
cut off branches that don't need to be there, and you kind of form them to be a certain way. And they're beautiful. They're beautiful, like, living pieces of art. But when the Bible talks about, hey, we'll be planted like a tree, it's not talking about this type of a tree, okay? It's talking about a massive tree. It's talking about this kind of a tree. This is what God has in store for us, right? Matthew chapter 13 um, Jesus talks about like you have faith as a mustard seed and that seed gets planted, but it grows and grows into a massive tree and even the birds come and they land on that tree and there's shade from that tree. So again, he's not trying to get you planted somewhere where your faith can grow small and pretty. He wants it to be massive. He wants your life to be massive. He wants people to look at your life and say to, you, say to themselves like, how in the world did that get accomplished through that person because your faith has grown so strong. So how do we grow like trees? How do we grow from a little seed into this massive tree that we just saw? A couple of verses for you that will answer that question. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. Paul says, he said, he prays that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So what, what you're going to see as we go through these verses is that how do we grow a faith as massive as that tree? It's all about the soil. It's all about the soil. And what, what I hope you see in this passage from Ephesians is that he prayed that you would first off be rooted and established in love. So you've got to be in some soil of love, Right? He said it right there, be rooted and established in love, and then together with all the Lord's people. So we're planted in the soil of love of God and the family of God. And when we're planted in that soil, he says, you'll begin to understand this knowledge of God and his love. You'll be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That means you're filled to the brim and then more. And how many of y'all have ever had the kind of drink that you just like, do fill it as full as you can fill it and then give me some more, right? And he says, when you, you'll understand the love of God like that. You'll want more and more and more of that. Psalm 1-3, some of these verses we've already read. Let's just see it again. Psalm 1-3, he says this, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord that's a key to be planted in the soil where we love the law of God, the word of God, who meditates on it day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water. So you got to be in soil that is nourishing you, right? There's got to be streams of water. You got to be by the river of God. In Psalm 52, 8, we see that we need to be planted in the house of God. He says, but I'm like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. And I'm a simple man, okay? So when I'm reading the Old Testament and I read phrases like house of God, I think about church today. 
That's what I think about. So, I mean, maybe you're smarter than I am, and you can figure out ways that you can just be by yourself at home and never need to be around people. But that's not the way that the, Holy, that the, the New Testament talks about Christians. There's too many one another verses in the New Testament for us to live that out at home by ourselves. So you, you can go home and get a better sermon <laughs> without a doubt, right? Like, look, we could start listing all the people that you could be watching right now on TV who are way better preachers than me. But the thing you can't get at home is being rooted together with God's people. See, that's the part that we're missing. And the reason why our faith as a, as a whole in the church is so shallow is because we've not been planted and rooted in a local body where we have to grow together and our roots intertwine, get in each other's way every now and then, but yet hold all of us firm. So when he says, I'm like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God, I read that and go, well, God, obviously... Some of the soil that you want us to be planted in is a local church. And so we believe that here. We believe this so strongly at the gathering that I'll never say, do you want to be a member? I'll say, do you want to be planted here? Is this soil, soil that you can be planted in and that you can thrive in and you can flourish in so that that verse becomes true of you? Spoiler alert, I think it is. One last Soil verse, Psalm 92, verse 13. The psalmist says, you'll be planted in, again, the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. Something like, okay, so if the house of the Lord is like the local body, the local church, the worship center, then what's the courts of God? That must be the bar with the coffee, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's all the same thing, right? It's all the same thing. Find yourself a local body, y'all, where you can plant yourself in the house of God. And when we do that, we've put ourselves in soil that will allow our roots to grow so that we can look like that big, massive tree and not just this little bonsai tree. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that have really nice, pretty faith. But faith is only pretty because it's never been tested, Right? It's like the guy who puts on football pads, and he's like, yeah, again, I'm not going to go into this, but I never played football in high school, and then I transferred colleges to go to a college to try to play college football. Some would say that's brave. Others would say that's stupid. I don't know. But I know this. In my mind, I was a phenomenal football player, and I believed that I had a, I had a career in the NFL Right up until the first snap of spring ball, when I was looking at the ball and the cornerback just killed me and my helmet went sideways. And I was looking out the ear hole and he was laughing. And in that moment, I thought, even if I make the team, I'm not going to play on Sundays, right? Like, I, I think sometimes we, we have these, I'm good, I've got, I'm, I've got it all figured out. It's because you've never been hit. But when you've been hit, when you've, when you've experienced the fires, man, listen, that's what makes you get stronger. I don't know if you know this about trees, but the roots of trees, you know how they get deep? They get deep because there's a drought. When there's no water, that's when roots go deeper into the ground. What do we do when we experience moments when we don't get fed, when we're not 
drinking where it's not water like we, you know what we usually do? We just pull the bonsai tree out and put it somewhere else. You don't get water that way. You don't get fed that way. The way you get water, the way you get fed if you're a tree and you're planted is when there isn't enough stuff, you go deeper. Where you're planted, you go deeper. So let's camp out as we wrap this up in Psalm 92, verses 12 through 15. We've already read this. Did anybody notice when I read it earlier that it mentioned the palm tree? I was like, I'm reading this at home. I'm getting ready, and it says the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. And I was like, what? A palm tree? Like, when you think of palm trees, I mean, what, what do you think? I, I think of the beach, right? I think of, like, tropics. Um, I, I, I'm probably, you, you think about these kind of trees. Do we have some of these trees? We can learn a lot from these palm trees. Um, we got some pictures of palm trees. This is what I think about when I think of palm trees, right? I think we've got a few more. Um, as, you, as you look at these, you can, I feel your pain, right? Because we're looking at these going, like, why aren't I there? <laughs> right? Like, right now. I think it was this last one, go, one more. That, isn't that beautiful? That That's what we think. When we think of palm trees, we think of that. We think like tropics and, oh, I wish I was there. Or maybe you think of palm trees in a storm. We've got a couple of these too. So, like, this is what happens when, when palm trees are going through a storm or through the, the hurricane. Um, we've got one more picture of that. You can just kind of hold it there for a second. Did you know that when palm trees are going through a storm, there are actually, they will actually bend so far over, they can actually touch the ground. Like, this is stuff we wish we could do as we get older, Right? They can bend over and touch the ground. And did you know this about palm trees? That when, when they come back up after the storm, they're stronger. It's crazy, right? Like, it's just nuts. Like, they made me wonder, how do these palm trees survive this kind of a storm? And the way they do it is, here's a big word for you. Ready? Their, their, their cells are malleable. I had to look that up. Malleable, and it means full of mal. I'm kidding. It doesn't mean that at all. Malleable means that their cells can be ch- changed. They can be shaped. They can be formed. They can be, they can be manipulated to, to fit the circumstance where they're in. Does this sound anything like in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, when he said, Be transformed. Let me shape you. Let me form you. Not conform to the culture, but transformed by the Spirit so that we be usable to him. These cells can be shaped, they can be formed. Others, other cells can easily flex and then return to their original position. This is why they can bend over because there are cells. I don't know if you knew this. I didn't until I studied this. Palm trees, their trunks, they're not even made out of wood. Who knew? All of y'all, I'm the last to figure it out, right? But the reason why trees get blown over in storms is because they're wood and they're rigid and they just get blown over. But palm trees, they can bend. They don't have, if you cut down a palm tree, you won't see growth rings because they're not trees, right? And so because they're flexible, because they can bend, they can withstand storms. As a matter of fact, palm branches... They don't have, like, you know, we have these trees in our front yard, and every time there's a storm, I have to pick up branches, right, because the branches stick out, and there's no leaves on them. And, but palm trees, they just have, I think they're called fronds. Is that right? Or is that just how you say friends when you're from Germany? Get all your fronds together, right? So, but the way those work is when the wind is blowing, 
Can we stick that last picture of the tree in a storm up? Thank you. So you see how that how the tree is kind of starting to bend, and how you can, you could can tell like the the palm branches have folded in on themselves. That's how they're designed. They fold in on themselves, and that's what allows the wind just to go right past. Everything about the palm tree was designed to withstand a storm. Listen to this. One scientist put it this way. Their lack of conventional structure, the scientist's word, gives it flexibility and makes it supremely adaptive to changing conditions. Another scientist said, that's why there are so many types and species of palm trees. It's found in a variety of what they called environmental niches, and it flourishes in each of them. In other words, palm trees are flexible, they are adaptable, and they are stable. One last. Thank you, Mr. Know-it-all. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. One last question, and then we're going to close. That's what we can learn from palm trees. But why are they mentioned in the Bible? And here's what I found. The palm tree, I'm going to read this. It's so good. The palm tree figure is especially intriguing in Scripture. Because the palm tree in the Bible is always the date palm. Remember, there's tons of palm trees. There's all kinds of palm trees. But in the Bible, it always talks about the date palm. Stately and beautiful. It has extremely deep tap roots. And thus it can flourish even in the desert, growing tall and living long. It is perhaps the most useful of all trees. Not only producing dates, but also sugar, Wine, honey, oil, resin, rope, thread, tannin, and dye. Its seeds are fed to cattle. Its leaves are used for roofs, fences, mats, baskets. These would be the leaves that were laid down in front of Jesus. These would be the leaves that were put on top of the thatched roofs in the Bible. Its fruit is said to get sweeter as the tree grows older. And this is compared to the believer at the end of Psalm 92, verse 15. Verse 14 says, they will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Date palms are the, are the palm trees who, the longer those trees exist, the sweeter their fruit grows. Now, that, that should give some of us in the room a lot of hope, right? Because we're like looking in the mirror going, I don't know if my best days are ahead. But according to this verse, if we're planted, if we're planted in the house of God, if we're planted in a place where we can be nourished, and even in a place when, it, when there are seasons that's like, you know what, I don't know, man, the water's not like it used to be, or I don't feel like I'm kind of finding the nourishment I need. Instead of like going to some other place to find it, we throw our roots down even deeper, grow the deep tap roots so that we can flourish even in the desert then the promise of this scripture is that when we're planted like that, we will flourish in the courts of our God, and we will bear fruit in old age. We will stay fresh and green. I love that. How do we become a palm tree that bears fruit in all seasons and even in old age? By being planted 
and growing fruit, roots that sustain. So, like, if we want fruit that remains, we got to have roots that sustain that kind of growth. And, and can I just encourage you with this? That's what God's doing right now in his church. He is finding those who say, I want to be planted. Not just in Christ, right? I mean, I, I get that. Like, we all love Jesus. And so even in hard times, we're going to love Jesus anyway. But he's not looking for people who will just be planted in Christ. He's looking for people who will be planted with other people who are planted together so that we can grow together. I mentioned this a couple weeks back, um, how in the forest, trees grow roots together, right? And so when their roots are so intertwined under the ground that when one tree is diseased, other trees send nourishment to that tree through the root system. That's the local church, y'all. That's what God's doing through you. The people that are sitting near you right now, when they're going through a hard time, guess what God wants to do? He wants to send them nourishment through you, through the root system. So when we talk about being planted at the gathering, guess what we don't want? We don't want you to come on a Sunday and sit in a chair and walk out and go, Paul is amazing. And never have any contact with anybody else who sat in the very same service as you. Because now we're just individual trees planted by ourselves. We want people to come and find a family. Remember, we are his. We are family. A generous family. We are planted in this place. And when we're planted in this place, our roots grow together. And it makes all of us stronger. And even when hard times come, like has that happened recently? 2020, right? Even when hard times come and it's like, man, I'm, I can't find anything that I need. We just dig down deeper because we know, we sang about it earlier, that we're going to see a victory. God's going to come through. It's what he does, right? So how do we wrap this one up? Well, um, very practically, right? I thought about this this morning. I think our church is becoming practically prophetic or prophetically practical. I'm not sure what those would be, but I think that God is, like, he's putting, he is putting his hand on very specific things that we, he wants us to say as a church, but he wants us to do it in such a way that we can all do something practical when it's over with, right? And so here's the, this is a very, I believe, a very now word, a very prophetic word. I think for some of you that are here, for some that will be in the second service, some that will watch us online later, I think God's really putting this on, his putting this on our heart, like, are you going to be planted? Are you going to be planted in such a way that you can flourish even in the desert, even in hard times? And if you are, is this the place to be planted? And if it is, you're here and you're like, I, I like this place, but I think, I, I think this is where God wants me to be planted. Then um, your practical step is to go to Discover the Gathering, which next week is the first one. It's, it happens every, well, it's, that's one of those weird things. Like, thank you, Corona, right? We, we love you. So thank you so much for making that harder. But next week we're going to start offering Discover the Gathering again here in the building. And so if you're interested in that, then we'll put on the screen as you're leaving. You can, that, there you are. They're, they're so good. You just text that number to that, that word to that number, and we'll make sure that you are in next week. And if it's full, Next week, and we can't get more people into the room, then we'll have it, we'll do it again the next month. And we just start stepping you through what it looks like to be planted here at the gathering. It's so much more than just coming on Sunday, right? 
so much more than just that. So I want to pray for you, and then I'm going to let you go. I almost said any questions. That would have been fun, wouldn't it? Who knows? All right. God, we love you. We thank you for this, this truth. First and foremost, that you are growing a people whose roots are going to run deep. And that's a promise that what we've learned this morning is the way that happens doesn't always feel like a promise, right? Sometimes the way that that happens is we go through hard times. But what I know about the trees, the palm trees that flourish that you talked about in the Bible is that they were intentionally designed to flourish in high heat. And so I know this, God, that you are growing a body here at the gathering who when the heat is turned up in our culture, we were made to thrive in that. You are calling us into those places where others cannot flourish, but because we're planted and our roots are running deep, God, we are going to flourish in those places. And I just pray over my friends that are here this morning that you would continue, God, to lead us and guide us and put us in places that you want our roots to go deep. And I pray, God, that you would grow this local body stronger than it's ever been before because our roots are deep in your soil and you are making us flourish. So bless this room full of palm trees, God. We'd go out of here and we'd bear fruit in every season, at every stage, and in every age, God. We thank you for it in your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll leave that screen up. If you want to be a part of Discover the Gathering, you just text that keyword to that number, and we'll see you guys next week.